now already, but um, this is the next gen takeover service where our kids and our youth are taking over the service. And we're now in our teaching time and we have something very special for you this morning. With us this morning, we have three of our senior uh, um, students here from the youth group. And they are from the, the school of Liverpool High School and they have put together a teaching for you for our seventh and final week of I Am. And we're looking into the seven I Am statements of Jesus that have changed the world. And today's teaching is on the I Am statement that Jesus says that I am the good shepherd. So I just wanted to quickly walk you through what the format is gonna look like, and then we're gonna introduce you to our teachers this morning. So the way that this talk is going to work is we have basically taken the I am statement of I am the good shepherd and broken it down into three parts because Jesus says I am the good shepherd and I lay down my life willingly for the sheep. And so uh, with us this morning, uh, we're basically gonna go through these three different parts with these three different students. And they're each gonna teach on a portion of it. So without further ado, I'd love to introduce you to our panel here this morning. Take it away. Good morning. My name is Carrie and I'm 17 years old. Hi, I'm Kayla and I'm 17 years old. Hi, I'm Hannah and I'm almost 17 years old. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to dive into this morning's text. So if you have your Bibles and if you have any notes or a notepad or anything, feel free to grab those now. And uh, we're going to dive in here in just a second. Let's bow our heads and let's thank God for this morning. Father, I thank you for these students here this morning who have spent time really digging deep into your word. God, I pray that you'd speak through these students. Help us to hear your word, uh, not just with our ears, but with our hearts. And help us to apply these truths to our lives to bear much fruit for your kingdom. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everyone said... Amen. Let's read God's word this morning. Hannah's going to read it for okay, us. Okay, so the passage this morning is John 10, verses 11 to 15. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming in and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, and I lay my life down for the sheep. Amen. Thank you so much, Hannah. So we're gonna dive right in. Carrie Flora is gonna take this first portion of the scripture, and she's basically gonna give us a teaching on what the word good means to the world and also from a biblical context. So Carrie, feel free to take it away. All right, so like Jason said, I'm teaching on the word good. I think that each and every one of us can think of situations where we tried to be good enough and we either fell short or just felt unworthy. If I think back, a story that sticks out to me is when I joined the fine arts team here at Trinity. I didn't even start going to church until my freshman year of high school when Hannah and Kayla invited me to come here with them, so I was a little late to the game when I started fine arts my sophomore year. I felt as though I wasn't good enough and I was bringing the team down. All the kids had been learning the do's and don'ts for a few years now, but there I was having no clue what to do. As time went on, I learned and I started really feeling like a part of the team. I'm so glad that my teammates, my coaches, and God never gave up on me because it ended up being an amazing experience. So just to throw it out there to any of the kids in the room, if you're thinking about doing fine arts in the future, you should definitely do it. So that's just one of many stories in which I struggled with feeling like I wasn't good enough. Let's take a second to talk about the word good. When we think of good, different things come to mind for different people. For someone like Pastor David, it might be a nice endless buffet. 
For some of you, it might be large amounts of money, and for some of the students in the room, it might be your grades. In the Bible, good can be defined as kind, strong, useful, favorable, honorable, and so much more. Pastor David's dream buffet may fit into a few of those, but Jesus fits into all of them. Our God is a good God. We have been wired to try and create our own worldly goodness, but that will never fill the void. We often try to earn our way into things like clubs and social circles. When we make it in, we feel good about ourselves. But when we don't, we're left feeling like we're not good enough. And the truth is, apart from God, we're not good enough for anything. That might sound harsh, but here's the good news. Jesus is all that we need. With him, we don't need anything. No amount of money or friends will ever be as good as him. He paid the price we should have paid and died the death we deserve to die because he is good. In this scripture, the word good was used in conjunction with the word shepherd. Caleb will be teaching on the word shepherd, but I want to make a few points to emphasize how he was a good shepherd. Being a shepherd was often a tiring and dangerous job, and the typical hired hand would flee at a sign of danger, leaving the sheep alone and in harm's way, as the scripture said. Jesus does the opposite, even though we are not good sheep. He protects us from danger and stays with us in both good and bad times. This is because he himself is good. Psalm 23, verses 1 through 4 say, The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. We lack nothing because Jesus is a good shepherd. He gives, he guides us and protects us. We have no reason to fear. And God's goodness is eternal. We never have to worry about proving ourselves because we're under the direction of a good shepherd who would spare his life for us. As I end this section of the message, I would just like you guys to think about times when maybe you felt like you weren't good enough and remind yourself that Jesus fills those gaps and he will forever be good. Amen. Thank you so much, Carrie. Can you guys put your hands together for her? That was an amazing teaching. Really encouraged our hearts. I love what she was talking about in regards to like not having to prove ourselves because our Father looks down on us and he sees uh, us and he loves and values us and he cherishes us. And Jesus made that move on our behalf and he truly is the good one, not us. So Carrie, to, to help us really digest this word and uh, sort of apply it to our lives, we wanted to follow your teaching up with a quick question um, if you don't mind answering it, and it's this. Carrie, how have you been able to stay focused on the goodness of God during difficult seasons in your life, including this difficult season that we're all in right now in, in regards to this year, the lockdown and the pandemic? So there's definitely a lot of times when it's hard to focus on God. Like for the past few months, we haven't had Sunday services, and it's just all been crazy with the pandemic. So some things that I recommend are to spend every day in prayer, you can talk to God throughout your day and everything you're doing, like if you're walking to and from your car, if you're on your lunch break, if you're on the bus, or just in anything you're doing. And another thing you can do is grab your Bible rather than your phones in times of boredom. Something that I've been doing over this time is having others hold me accountable. You can do devotionals with other people. You can send texts to people saying that you're thinking of them or have people remind you to connect with God every day. Your peers are here to help you, so take advantage of that. Amen. I love that. It's encouraging to get people around you to help you through this time as well because they can speak into your life. Um, we're going to switch tracks here, and we're going to shift from the word good, and we're actually going to now take a deep dive into the word shepherd, and Kayla Matalo is going to help us with that.
Hi, everyone. Um, so when I was younger, I used to play this game on the computer called Fatty Bear. And when my siblings would come up and ask for the computer because they needed to do schoolwork or talk to their friends or they wanted to play a game too, I would turn to them and I would say, get out, fatty bear. <laughs> wow. So, <laughs> and now it's a running joke in our family. We have like a club for it and we made t-shirts. Um, <laughs> Can I be a part of that club? <laughs> um, but I acted very selfishly in that sense. Um, I wouldn't let my siblings use the computer. Um, and the truth is we're all like that. We're all wired to look out for ourselves and what we think is best for us. Um, but we don't need to do that because Jesus looks out for us. Psalm 23 says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides quiet waters. This, mean that, this means that our God faithfully guides us, restores us, and has loving care and concern for us. And he's looking for those who hear and know his voice and who are willing to follow him. So my question for you today is, do you know his voice? Are you listening to him when he's calling you to go somewhere? And are you following him when he's leading you? Um, the very fact that he leads us means that we have to have a personal connection with him. We have to have trust with him. It says um, in the passage, I know my sheep just as much as my father knows me, and I know the father. So the very work of Jesus is rooted in his close relationship with God. So shouldn't we do the same? Shouldn't we draw deeper into a relationship with him, into a place where he shepherds us and cares for us? Not only is God um, our shepherd, but he's also a barrier for us. Um, in biblical times, there's accounts of when shepherds would actually used to lay between doorposts and act as a barrier for the sheep so no one could get in or out. And Jesus does the same. He lays barriers and doors for us for a reason so that we can't cross through into something that's unhealthy or unholy for us or something that we're not quite ready for yet. Another thing he does as our shepherd is in the Bible it says there will be one flock and one shepherd. Um, but there's another part of the flock called a fold, and it's a part of, of the flock that's in its own enclosure. So a shepherd might separate sheep into different flocks to care for them better, or folds to care for them better. And Jesus does the same for us. He might separate us by talents or by closeness to him or just by likes and dislikes. Um, but we're still unified under one God. Um, there's this quote I really like by Barclay, and it kind of describes this unity. It says, the unity comes from the fact not that all sheep are forced into one fold, but that they all hear, answer, and obey one shepherd. It is not ecclesiastical unity, but it's a unity of loyalty to Jesus Christ. So the same reason we're all here today is the same reason Jesus is our shepherd, because we want to worship the same God. Um, and as his sheep, we're called to bring others so um, they can hear his voice too, so they can be shepherded by him. Um, and so my final point for today is, who's leading or shepherding you? Do you have something else in your life that's acting as an idol or as a shepherd? Um, I know with COVID-19 and the election coming up and just life being so crazy and hectic and kind of finding a new normal, it can be easy to shift your focus towards school or anxiety or politics. And but I just challenge you to change that and shift your focus towards God because he's the only thing we need. We'll find comfort and security in the fact that he's our shepherd and we'll find abundant life in him, which is a life of satisfaction and contentment in Jesus. That was so good. Can you guys give Kayla Matalo a hand for that teaching that she put together for us this morning? 
Kayla, one of the things that you were talking about just now was just being aware of like who is, what is, what sort of things are shepherding, shepherding our hearts. What are the things that are grabbing our attention? What are the things that are really causing us a lot of maybe inner turmoil or just pulling our hearts away from our focus, our true focus, which is Jesus? And so thank you for kind of bringing attention to that because I think specifically in this season, especially with the election and the pandemic, there are so many things that can be drawing us away from our good shepherd, right? So uh, in order to help sort of apply these truths to our lives of what you just spoke about in regards to the biblical um, definition of shepherd, we want to ask you this question, and it's this. What are some habits, Kayla, or some practices to help us live with God truly as our good shepherd? So I think the first thing is really just getting in the habit of regularly being in his word, because when we're in his word, then we know his truth, and when we walk along, we don't really have to question whether we have the right motives, because he's right there with us. Um, and another thing I really like to do is worship. It's always good to just praise um, and thank God for who he is and how good he is as our shepherd. Awesome. All right, give it up one more time for Kayla Matalo. Thank you, Kayla. Awesome. And last but not least, we, have the, um, we basically have the truth that our good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. So uh, Hannah DeMarzo is last up, and she's going to walk us through a short teaching on that last uh, term there, is lays down his life. So feel free to take it away, Hannah. Thank you. Hi. Um, I feel like all of us when we were younger, we had like a toy, a stuffed animal, a blanket, something that we had with us everywhere. We would be anxious without it and whatever reason, but... I had one, it was a little plastic doll, um, Mowgli from the Jungle Book. I've never even seen the movie, I was just obsessed with the toy. I needed it with me. I had a spe um, specific place in my room, it was always protected, I was anxious without it. But one day, my life changed forever. Um, at my old house, we had cement stairs and there was a little crack right at the house. I dropped Mowgli. I didn't know what I was gonna do, I was so scared. And I wanted to, with my little arms, move the cement stairs to get the toy, risking my health and life even. And <laughs> although I got over it and it's just a toy, I feel like we kind of do the same thing, not with toys, hopefully, but with things <laughs> in our life, you know? Um, we all are striving for something. There is always something we are looking for. The biggest question of life is, what is my purpose? Why am I here? We're all looking for answers, something to help us and to find our identity. And we basically lay down our lives for something. And the world's definition of laying down your life is dying for God. Now, there's the idea that we need to work for God, but this goes a little deeper than that. God as in idols. We all have idols in our lives. And for example, you could be striving for um, to look a certain way. So God, your God becomes food and exercise. Or a relationship, you put your identity in that person. Social media, I'm guilty of this, my phone can be my God most of the time. And when we are trying to find answers, we often look to the world. Because the world promises us fame, fortune, identity, meaning, purpose. The world tells you to chase your dreams. And there's so many ways to cope that the world offers. But this is why we need God to open our eyes, because in reality, this world isn't gold. It's dead. It leaves us empty-hearted. We are, end up still searching. It's tired. We are all so tired. But that's where the good news of the gospel comes in. Instead of us... <laughs> I don't need that anymore. Let me get it. 
<laughs> Instead of us laying down our own lives, Jesus did that for us. We don't need to strive. We don't need to work. He did it for us. Us sheep, we are not good. We have strayed away from the Father, but he took that punishment that we deserve from straying away from him willingly. Um, I want to go into the term shepherd a little bit more. So basically, the Pharisees and those in biblical times considered shepherds to be the lowest job that you can have. They considered shepherds to be vulgar. But we learned that is totally the opposite. They spend their lives protecting and caring for sheep. They have such an intimate concern for sheep that it applies perfectly to the image of God, how he cares for us. Um, and sheep fully depend on their shepherd. They need it for food, for guidance. They can't go anywhere without their shepherd, and we are the same. Um, but also, shepherds risk their lives. They consider being injured or even death just to protect their sheep and to protect them from harm. And Jesus is the same with us. He saw the wolf coming that is described in this passage, and that is Satan and sin. He saw that danger, but he wasn't like the hired hands that we read about. He went full forth. He didn't run away from the wolf, but he went to the wolf, and he willingly sacrificed his life just so we can be free from that. And now because of this, we can be free from sin, we can be free from Satan, and we can be finally where we belong. We don't need to keep searching anymore. We belong in his flock and to have a perfect relationship with the true shepherd. And there you will find true peace, true meaning, and you don't have to keep striving. You can rest in the shepherd's arms. So I would like to finish with a scripture passage, 1 Peter 2, 24-25. For he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds alone you have been healed. For you were straying like sheep, but now have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Amen. Can you guys put your hands together for Hannah DeMarzo? No pun intended here, but these teachings have been good, haven't they? They've been good. They've spoken to our hearts. They have really revealed the gospel truths uh, in this passage. So we're so grateful for all three of you. And Hannah, I just wanted to quickly point out, you know, I loved what you were talking about. It is scripture, but you were, you were just sort of pointing to the fact that Jesus, when the wolves came, he didn't leave and flee like the hired hands did. He willingly went and gave his life. Our good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. To wrap things up, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to each one of you, Carrie, Kayla, and Hannah. These girls have put a lot of time into this service and this teaching, and I just wanted to publicly honor them and thank them for their time with putting this together and sharing with us this morning. Can you guys give it up for one more time for all three of these girls? You guys are amazing. Thank you so much. We love you guys. To wrap up this teaching, we wanted to show you this quick video. Check it out. <laughs> 